You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, where you're going to hear a valuable hunting-based conversation that's tailored for us Southern folk. If you love what we do and would like to support Southern Ground Hunting, you can visit patreon.com forward slash southerngroundhunting, or you can click on the link in the show notes below. We'd love for you to join the Southern Ground Hunting community today Again, that's patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting. You can also support us by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps more than you know, and we greatly appreciate it. And now, let's get to the show. All right, I am super jacked up about this episode today, and I have been ever since I heard about this thing that's going on called the Tagged Out Tour that our buddies at Tethered are putting on. And uh, as soon as I saw, as actually Greg Godfrey, who's one of the owners of Tethered, been on the show several times, um, he called me and, uh, and you know, we, we were talking about some stuff or whatever, and it came up. And number one, I was, uh, the first thing, I was jealous. I was extremely jealous, as are probably most, um, I guess I'm middle-aged, uh, young adult, middle-aged people, people with responsibilities are probably jealous of what's going on here. But basically, they took a um, bunch of young dudes, a bunch of Gen Zers, and said, hey, go hunt all season with no responsibility. And uh, also, here's a crappy bus that you're going to have to drive around the country 
just a really cool, really cool idea. Matt, I think I told you whenever I first heard about it, I was like, dude, this is going to be like one of the coolest things on YouTube. Man, it, it has me on the edge of my seat every time I see a story, an episode, and I feel like they got the right five guys doing this, and it's just a great – just, I mean, if I was – I mean, I'm only 27, so I'm, you know, kind of close to their age, and I'd love, I'd love to do it. I'd love to be 19, 20 years old um, traveling the country. It, it, that's a dream right there. Luke, do you think that there was – like, as a married man, you got a you've got a brand new baby girl. Do you think that there is any way that you would be able to do something like that now? Dude, that is funny that you say that because I was on my way home from work today, thinking about this, and I was like, "What would I have to do? How much money would I have to spend? <laughs> what kind of trip would I have to take Sadie on in order for me to do something like that?" I'm gonna be honest. There is no way in hell that she would let that happen. <laughs> She'd be like, uh, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too, man. Like, like it's hard enough to get away for like three or four days, let alone a yeah. hundred days. So we're super excited to have these dudes here. They're living the dream, doing what we all wish we could have done when we were 19, 20 years old, and uh, doing a heck of a job at it. So tagged out, fellas. How you guys doing? Great, doing good, good, fan, good so far. Fantastic! It is so good to hear from you guys. I know a lot of listeners are really excited about hearing uh, some of y'all's experiences, and and really, we're just most listener. I would be surprised if the like listenership isn't mostly like thirty to forty-five year old men, <laughs> like probably on <laughs> analytics. On the on the viewership of y'all's YouTube videos, it's probably like thirty to forty five year old men living vicariously through you. So, yes, so absolutely. Before we uh, before we go too far, too far, I know there's a lot of guys right here uh, that are on this episode. So why don't y'all uh, just kind of go around around the bus and uh, go around the converted couch table um, and tell us your name and where you're from. Alrighty, yeah. Uh, my name is Dallas Kimenaugh, and I am from Nebraska. I'm the only non-Southern boy on this trip. Argue, and, ar- it, it's it's arguable, but g- go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so which, I don't know which one of you guys said you're 27, but um, I'm not far behind. I'm actually 26. These kids all call me dad. It's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. That that Bye. was me, Dallas. That was Matthew, Dallas. Yeah, that's yeah. You, can be, you can be their papa or something. Yeah, Papa yeah, D. I, I like was that. literally just about to say Papa D. <laughs> hey, papa D. There we go. Well, maybe not. <laughs> that's a little too southern for your northern blood, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So yeah, I'm 26 and come from Nebraska, and I don't know. I got chosen to be here, but it sure is a blessing. 26 years old. Are you married? I am not. I am single as they come. No kids. <laughs> uh, my full-time gig, I worked for my folks at a livestock auction in Nebraska. So it, I wouldn't say it was easy to take the time off, but it's more doable than going to work for somebody else, you know? Yeah. So made arrangements, and my bosses, who happen to be mom and dad, are just as ecstatic as I am to be on this trip. So that's awesome, man. So it worked out. Well, Dallas, right we're, time, right? we're glad you're here. 
Yeah, appreciate it. All righty. So uh, my name's Cole Mitchell. I'm from the north-south, as we just discussed a second ago. I I mean, we still have accents, and we, I mean, still kind of eat fried food there. So, like, I, I would say it's credible as being the south. But, um, yeah, I'm 19 years old from Boone County, West Virginia. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I've had a blast. I, I'd say my route to getting on the the tour was a little different from everybody else's. Uh, it was actually pretty last minute. Jared um, Schaefer, it's, he was looking for a, a final like personality um, to get on the tour, and they couldn't seem like they could find the right person. And they had these four boys already lined up, and uh, and they actually reached out to me and asked if I wanted to be part of it. And uh, of course, I said yes. Um, it was, it was pretty awesome. I will say I was a tad bit nervous going into it. So I didn't know what the other guys was going to be like. And, um, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect, but, uh, as we've kind of, I feel like, honestly, we, I don't want to jinx it and say this, we pretty well got, I would say a majority of the bumps out of the road, um, in the first couple of weeks. I mean, it's definitely like I had, uh, one of my guys back home tell me this is like our college years for the most part. And, we have to live on a mobile campus with only four of us or five of us and try and get along with each other. And there's no women. So, uh, it, it is only college. I say maybe a good thing is just save your money. Well, save your money, but testosterone levels are an all time high. And, and I will say we have somehow managed to not get in any fist fights yet. That was yeah, that, pretty, that's one of the things I yeah. was pretty curious about is like the bus drama. So it's good to hear that there's not enough bus drama content that we're going to see at least right now. Maybe maybe day fifty or so it might start getting a little bit uh, a little bit crazy. Definitely been bus drama. There definitely has. It's just nothing really nothing really good enough yeah. for the tube, the YouTube, I guess. So. Yeah, we haven't got any good like hey on film yet so we're Man. until then yeah <laughs> crap unsubscribe there it's like a lot of um i mean a hundred days on a bus with five guys there's going to be a little drama oh, yeah. i mean oh, yeah. we're all going to hate each love each other at the same time at the end of it yeah so that's me and now on to the next guy yeah, so uh, my name is grayson kowalik um i am from uh, northeast texas um, I, uh, kind of same situation as Dallas. I don't really know how I got here, but I'm, I know I'm blessed to be here. Um, kind of made my application super late, but ended up, in, ended up being here. So I'm, I, I, I don't even, I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm here and I'm happy. Um, we, uh, I'm, I'm a hunter here in Georgia and me and, me and Dallas have been, Kicking away, kicking away, grinding at it, and things have been happening. I won't say a lot of, a lot of deer have been happening, but things have been happening. Other, other things. <laughs> well, it was our first, our without first giving, encounter. Without giving too much yeah. away for the video. We'll say. Yeah. He saw a big buck. We're just going to say that. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll say that. I saw a big buck. Yeah. That's good. Nice. Seeing a big buck is like, 
I'm not going to say That's it's half the battle, but it's a it's a good majority of the battle. This time of the year, especially. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. What's up, guys? Caden uh, Starnes here from Central Mississippi. I'm 20 years old and as happy as a, a I don't know. <laughs> Which was it? to get to be doing this uh i think we got an awesome group of guys here at at first i was a little nervous about meeting everybody and how they were going to turn out but it's been pretty fun so far that's cool some deer and living the dream that's awesome man it's uh i got to caden uh i got to spend a a decent amount of time with you in mississippi last year uh on that late season deer hunt and, uh, man, I got to say, if I had to choose the bus that y'all are in versus the tent that we were in in the cold weather that we were in, I'd probably be choosing the bus. Like, Oh, I'd be choosing the bus. It was freezing. Dude, I remember waking up. I think it was you. You were, like, in a puddle of water. <laughs> There's like a puddle of water. Yeah. <laughs> got in the. He's sleeping on the ground in a sleeping bag, just like in a puddle of water, like 20 degrees outside. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Caden, man, glad you're glad you're part. Um, and then I believe we have one more, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm Josh Spoonberger. I am from Pensacola, Florida, down there by the Gulf of Mexico. I uh, do a uh, do some public land hunting up in florida not the best hunting but uh yeah i got on this i was an intern last year and uh greg and kate and i and good old kurt we're uh just messing around joking how we should send a bunch of young dudes hunting that the old guys they can just sit back and you know hunt over corn or something like that and just let us <laughs> do <this. Hunt> over <laughs> corn. <laughs> let the old guys hunt over corn do something dumb like that <laughs> To clarify, it is legal to hunt over corn in Georgia. This Just is true. Putting that out there. Yes. I'm I'm 100 percent kidding. I I grew up doing that. I mean, down south, that's just kind of what you do. Um, no, but seriously, we uh we we're just joking around, and as as the uh, time went on, you know, plans they got. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, plans got made. Uh, all of a sudden, we're like, man, you're you're going up to right outside of Nashville. You're going to meet the guys, and you're going to. Uh, see this piece of garbage bus but uh you know we we met each other and we started working on this bus and made it not too bad but uh yeah just really blessed to be here like everybody was saying and uh it's it's been an interesting few weeks a lot of uh character development has taken place (laughs) but uh yeah it's it's good and i'm excited for the uh I'm I'm excited for the rest of it. I really am. I'm ready for rut. I'm ready for the cool weather. Um, it's, it's a lot here in Georgia, as y'all know. Oh yeah, it's yeah. not not very fun. Oh, it's a blast. Oh, it's coach. fun. No, it's a blast. You you gotta make your own fun it's or just, something like this. Just dripping wet, sweaty fun. Yeah, the sweat is what I think <laughs> was gonna say. Yeah. It's not fun. Weird. Yeah. Your sack sticks to your legs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not even got them game bags. I'm telling you, guys. Where's <laughs> money? Our buddy Mark Kenyon calls what y'all are doing, he calls it uh, Type 2 Fun. And I've kind of stolen that from him, uh, and I say it all the time, especially on these early season hunts, man. It's like, 
You, you go out. I, the best example I have is Tennessee Velvet Hunt because it's August and it's just miserable, man. You literally feel like a walking hot bar for mosquitoes because you're going to sweat your nuts off walking to your spot and then the mosquitoes are going to swarm you and you're just like you're just a hot meal that's all you are and then you're probably not going to see any deer and it's pretty typical for for those early season hunts and and that's doing it you know three four maybe maybe a week-long trip three or four days to a week-long trip that we did in Kentucky and you guys are doing it like for for weeks like it's not it's not any of this just like what we do, I, I man, I go in and like three days later, Matt. I know you, you, you feel me on this. Three days after we start, it's like, man, I can't wait to go home and watch Netflix in the air conditioning. And uh, you boys, no, are it's because it. you got poison oak thirty minutes into hunting and can't see anything because your eyeballs are swollen shut. That's, that's also true. <laughs> um, has anybody has anybody there had to deal with poison ivy? Oh, don't be saying that. Just saying that. Greg got it, it you like said? Greg, oh, gosh. It looked like Greg got punched in his eyeball by himself. Like, it was bad. <laughs> he had, it, was, it was worth it, though, because we were driving out at 150. That so. is true. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say. That was worth it. Was he that big? Yeah. He, he, I'm telling you, until you see it in person, it was the most deceiving deer I've ever seen. His body was so big. It made his rack look small, but like Caden was sitting there with me whenever I was taping it out, and its mainframe eight-point score was 135. What he would have grown, mainframe eight. And then he had seven extra points. My wow. So, All right. That's awesome, seven, man. So that's... Seven extra points being 15 inches extras. That's Nebraska, okay? This is a video. Nebraska, yeah. We've all seen it. Um... Yeah. I imagine a lot of people listening to this have seen the video. You guys struggled in Nebraska, right? Like, let's not just try to sugarcoat this and be like, oh, yeah, we, we killed a 150 in Nebraska. It Definitely. It was a struggle for the majority of time. We were in Nebraska longer than we were in any other state, though, too. So it was kind of a little – it was like a, a little extra struggle, I would say. We saw up until that day when we killed that, when we killed that buck. Um, I'm going to say – in the field, we laid eyes on maybe five bucks, including spikes. Wow. That's including spikes. So Yeah, maybe five bucks. We're, we're, as far as just deer movement, like um, does and bucks included, were y'all seeing a lot, of, a lot of does, or was it just pretty much? Honestly, it wasn't that bad. It really wasn't that bad. I'll let the other boys talk on it, but like, we saw definitely more deer movement in Nebraska than we did Kentucky. Yeah, I'd say so far in Nebraska has probably been the most deer movement we've seen. Um, we, uh, you know, they they were kind of hard to pattern. There was there was so much ag, uh, like so many beans, so much corn. Um, yeah, endless food. Yeah, you know, we we saw it. Like our first game plan was like find water and hunt it, and we tried doing that, but there ended up being. It, it was weird. It was dry, but there was plenty of water. Yeah. So, um, we, we, we tried everything in the book. We tried hunting, hunting acorns, um, all kinds of stuff. We had a couple of spots where we like glassed up quite a few, quite a few deer, mostly does from far away. But like I said, that was like 
between two and 500 yards off, um, you know, stuff we couldn't really, we, we tried to put a stock on a few things, but just didn't really, didn't really connect. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like almost two weeks in Nebraska and it was, it was a serious grind, but it was probably the most fun I've ever had. So that's cool, man. That it looked like it, it's hard to tell in a video, right? Um, Matt, you've, you've been doing video for a while. Luke, you started doing video last year it's hard to really show and know like as a viewer it's hard to know the actual grind right that's actually happening because you're trying to fit it all in a 15 yeah. minute video 15 minute video sure. you show yeah. a kill hey here we are this is what we did we came in here we scouted this we hung a stand hey we killed a buck you know yeah hey sure. we found we found this random stand up in the woods and we just climbed in and killed a buck yeah, no, there, uh, there was definitely a lot more struggle went on than what was shown. I mean, exactly. they just kind of got the highlights even. I wouldn't even consider the highlights of the suckiness. I mean, it's the mental side is what you can't portray over a video very well unless you've just got a shot of somebody breaking down in tears or something. Yeah, but, and, uh, and nobody nobody can truly tell you the pain of getting seed ticks all over your legs as somebody who oh, has oh. had seed ticks all over their legs. All over our entire body. Yeah. Me and you know, me and Grayson was like, we was covered. We was four hundred plus of them apiece. That that night, I'm telling you, when we stayed up till two in the morning in the shower house picking ticks off, like seriously, we were we were what like eight days into the tour. Almost. That yeah. serious contemplation of yeah. like, I'm done. I'm gonna go home. Yeah. That was I, your, I, your your turning point. It was it was definitely a, a check yourself yeah. on how serious you were going to yeah. take. Yeah, and this. it was yeah. So we went to the store and bought loads and loads of permethrin, and we are soaked up now. <laughs> y'all, y'all didn't get permethrin beforehand. That's no, what I was going to ask. Oh man! Oh, I didn't even know like permethrin was a thing. Like I, I hunt in northeast Texas, and if if anyone listening is from northeast Texas um, and they have encountered sea ticks, then like tell me because I have hunted. Like, I have been out in all kinds of summer brush and everything in, in East Northeast Texas, and I have never encountered anything like that before. I might get the occasional, like, big, like, like, big dick on me. But, um, holy crap, that was, that was awful. Hey guys, as most of you know, censorship for hunters and anglers is completely out of control. So we've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat the mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen and women just like you. Go Wild is a free social community. Not only are your photos not censored, they're actually encouraged on Go Wild. They give you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting other friends. As you earn points, you unlock awesome rewards too, like gift cards, free stuff like knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so much more. And if you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. Visit GoWild.com to get started. Six Day Grind Coffee Co. is made for people like you. The ones out there grinding to reach your goals every single day. Whether it's 3 a.m. wake-up calls to get into the woods, or just getting through your work day, a good cup of high-quality coffee to start your day is imperative. When you buy from Six Day Grind, you not only get a great bag of premium roasted coffee, you also have the opportunity to support conservation through their Coffee for Your Cause program where 10% of your purchase goes to the conservation organization of your choice. Check out 6daygrindcoffeeco.com today. That's the word 6, 
followed by daygrindcoffeeco.com. I I see mm-hmm. I see what happened here. Dallas used this. This was like he did it on purpose. He didn't tell you guys about seed ticks. He knew about them. I know he did. He's from Nebraska, and he didn't tell you guys about it. There's going to be a scene somewhere later on where Dallas is like, you know, guys, you know, I I didn't tell him about the seed ticks, and I really feel like that was my my changing moment. That was like the the day that the game changed in my favor. Dallas, like an episode of Survivor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, it all changes when two of the guys died from Lyme disease. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody breeding ticks on the bus, making sure that everybody gets bit. Um, that approaches. Yeah, we that, that we have had a slight, a slight roach um, problem on the bus. So, so are they the little here. ones or the big ones? Oh, oh they're, big. they're pretty big. They're big enough to buy them a cigarette off of. <laughs> <laughs> so, where where did the bus come from? It's definitely Fa- Facebook Marketplace. Oh, I I guarantee it. Ernie uh, Ernie somehow found it. It was outside Atlanta, which is kind of ironic because apparently it wasn't too far from where we are. But uh, yeah, it used to be used for NASCAR, and it had a deck running the whole way, and it was the party bus. But uh. With the, with the cheetah print and all these punks, we just kind of, you know. <laughs> How many out. poles did y'all have down? <laughs> I left you them know, all up, Matt. Come on now. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, that, they deck, that deck Josh was talking about was like the entire, it was a dance floor on top almost. Like you could, I mean, they park it in the infield of a star thing. So I, I ain't never been to an NASCAR race because we don't have any tracks up other than dirt tracks back home, but I'm imagining. Because it's not the South. It's pretty wild. It's wild. Yes, sir. It's not but, the South. But, you don't got NASCAR. If, if you don't have NASCAR, then it's not the South. There, We just figured it out. <laughs> hey, that's where it's originated. Hey, do you know, let's, let's run a little pop quiz trivia time. Do you know <laughs> why NASCAR was eight? How it, how it came to be? Say that one more time. You broke up just a little bit. Do you know the origin story of NASCAR? How I don't. it came to be? I really don't. So, all these moonshine runners got together. So, back in the day, if you was a moonshine runner, you had your vehicle and you was whooping it around, you know, just kind of like the Dukes of Hazard movie almost, okay? And they got together and they're like, hey, I can drive faster than you can and make left turns better than you can. And then NASCAR came to be. But, but, here's the thing. I think it originated around uh, North Carolina, like Charlotte area. Is where it like kind of came up for like Dale Earnhardt from that area somewhere in there. I don't know, but Moonshine originated at Bill McCoy's in Southern West Virginia and Eastern Kentucky. So yeah, take that, Parker. I am from the South. Um, <laughs> you sound like you're from the South. We'll give you that. You got more of a Southern accent than any of us. So yeah, and I got the thing earlier when Grayson was talking. You could really know if somebody's from the South if they say acorns or acorns. Yeah, it's acorns. They, they, you know, Nebraska, right there. Yeah, yeah. it's acorns. When you go to the store, <laughs> you don't get a buggy; you get a shopping cart. No, nope. and what <laughs> you eat after work in the evening is supper. There, it's settled. No argument. I do say supper. I'll agree. I say yeah, I say I'll agree with supper. I, I got you on that one. But mm. well, we, we can run down a rabbit hole with that. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm from Texas, but I stay. I still say acorns, and I don't know if I always said acorns or if there was a time in my life that I did say 
acorns, but I would like to slap the guy that I was if I did say acorns because it just doesn't sound right. It just it's too hard to say. Rolls off your tongue. Acorn. That just comes out better. Anyway, so Nebraska Nebraska was hard. The bus sucks. Um, West Virginia is kind of south. Uh, you guys shot a big buck. Yeah. We were talking about the score of this buck. It was a 150, yeah. um, which was amazing to hear. In my mind, I mean, obviously he's a big, giant deer. But uh, just watching the video, it really doesn't do it justice on – on that, I'm curious to know um, which of you guys had. So y'all are all kind of producing this whole thing yourself. You're filming and editing. Which one of you guys, or who of you, actually had experience with video editing? Um, I I did a little bit on my so I self-taught on my own. Yeah, same same for me. I, I self-taught um, editing, not not a, not great editing, just yeah. just good enough. And as well for me, I was self-taught editing on Final Cut though, and all these boys use Adobe, so that's been interesting trying to make the hop there. But I mean, I had two guys back home. Thankfully, Kirk Price from the Untamed uh, was he's like my neighbor, so he helped me out a little bit while I was trying to learn it, and. Uh, but other than that, just trial and error type stuff, which I'd only ever edited like two videos for this. I think, Josh, you said you've done stuff. Yeah, I basically, Greg said one of the stipulations was you couldn't be married and you had to know how to edit. And so from that day on, I knew I had to learn how to edit. So <laughs> I got to get married. Ooh. Ooh, wow, that was a good one. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so uh, I got a Dobry premiere. And uh, I went on a Missouri hunt last year and had some footage, tried self-filming. Um, and I just started editing that, just piecing it together. Obviously, it wasn't very good because I ended up with an hour and 30 minutes of footage. So, I, you know, that didn't work out. But I was able to learn. And John Gibbs, uh, he's like an editing master. And uh, we started working on it. And he'd basically tell us what we need to, uh, you know, fix and what was good and then we just you know went from there i i got to do the first or i guess the second video which was the scouting video in nebraska so i was kind of the uh, test dummy um big part on the dummy for that and uh, i mean it worked out pretty good uh all those shortcuts were, were greatly used and by the end i was able to sufficiently you know put out content so uh good good help very good support structure uh, in the editing department, which I, I mean, Dallas is the only other person that has got to finish a full episode, so I imagine he'd probably say the same. I will say that uh, on the editing front, I got pretty lucky on being brought onto this store because uh, I'll be honest, I, uh, I I downloaded Premiere Pro to my computer about two weeks before we started this store. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm doing as much as I can self-teaching and. These guys have been super helpful. I know John is. I've been, I've been trying to absorb uh, everything he says. You know, he's been super helpful. Uh, so yeah, I've I've still got a lot to learn, but I'm just kind of rapid rapid fire teach myself everything. So you guys, y'all are <laughs> y'all are in a interesting situation because a lot of us we learned how to edit, uh, especially a lot of hunters. You learn how to edit your own footage. It's a lot easier. Me and Matt were just talking about this earlier today because we're just kind of 
we're kind of getting into this where Matt's uh, going to be editing. We're, we hunted together in Kentucky. Matt's editing one of the videos for it and adding all my footage into the video. And so, Matt, you know this as well as I do. Like, it's it's hard to learn how to edit in general. But then editing somebody else's footage is, like, that just takes it up to a whole new level. So you guys are kind of starting on a if, – if that's how you're learning – the majority of your editing, man, you guys are going to be able to crush it after a season of doing this. Oh yeah. They'll, they'll jive together, Parker. You know, I think me and you both have our different styles, but they're it's similar styles, but it seems like they're all learning from the same people and gelling together everything they do. So that, that'll make, you know, the videos are great right now that I've seen that have come out, but just imagine, you know, episode after episode as they learn more together know that hey he shot this because he wanted to edit it like this stuff like that and that's a whole nother media episode you could have on editing but uh yeah see it so is there ever a time that you guys are having to self-film or is it pretty much you have a camera guy with you every moment of of the day i don't know we we might have to end up self-filming for the next place we might be going but uh it's a little sketch, but, uh, you know, that, that's something y'all might have to figure out as it goes. But for the most part, no, we have a cameraman. What are you trying to get up there? Yeah, what, what is that? In in the area, we might be going. As in, like, in the state or next state? Oh. No, in this state. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, and I might be here. I was like, I don't think. Oh, okay. It, it took him a second. <laughs> I, I, I kind of hard because I can't say where we're at or what we're doing but but yeah it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. be a little sketchy possibly to, so. to answer the to answer the question <laughs> no we always have a cameraman with each hunter there what is a, a what a freaking cliffhanger man like this is rough <laughs> like i'm like what hey. the crap <laughs> tune into the next episode to find out <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fantastic that's awesome Just a little shameless plug right there so yeah <laughs> So you went to uh, Nebraska. You went to Kentucky. Let's talk about Kentucky for just a minute. Um, Kentucky also was hard, correct? Yes. Kentucky was very hard. I put Cole through some very <laughs> difficult scouting missions. And morning hunts. I yeah. don't know if we saw a deer. <laughs> <laughs> we was getting up at 4.30 in the morning, too, which, hey. I'll be it. Caden is a a very determined young man when it comes to <laughs> deer. I'll give him that. He he. I'm telling so you, Caden. Uh, listen, you guys need to watch out for Caden because he's a silent. He's a silent. You know those silent but deadly farts. Caden is a silent <laughs> but deadly <laughs> fart. He ain't gonna say much. He's gonna sit back in the corner and he's gonna listen to everybody else act a fool. And he's gonna be like, "Bring your tears." Yep. Do we know the same Caden? Yeah, I will say Caden can uh, once he once he warms up, he gets a little bit a little bit more out there. But uh, I think uh, just watching Caden through the like whenever we went to Kentucky last year, he was an intern. Caden, you probably remember this. You were in bed pretty early, like every night. Like everybody else was staying up and eating. It's like where's where's Caden in Big Country? You guys were out like quick (laughs) almost every single night. Um, but no, so Kentucky, Kentucky's hard. And, and we, we dealt with this same, same thing too, of like, 
should we sleep in in the mornings and be rested for the evenings or should we still hunt? And I always kind of come back to we're here. Like I can sleep in a lot of mornings. Might as well go after it. But it sounds like you guys, so we, we actually saw a pretty decent amount of deer in the mornings when we went versus the evenings, I felt like. But it sounds like maybe the opposite for you guys. Yeah, so the the morning out that we did do, we, we started off scouting in the morning for the first few days. And um, after, after finding a lot of sign and hunting the evenings, we were seeing some deer. They got down to the last few days of not, not killing anything or getting anything in range. So we started hunting in the mornings, and that was doing no good either. So, uh, yeah, we were definitely seeing more deer during the evening than we were in the morning. For were sure. Uh, were you all seeing them more uh, gravitated towards beans? or corn or where their acorns dropping where we all seeing like the majority of the deer because this is like not opener this y'all weren't there opener week so a lot of things change after that first week or week and a half that really does some things to the deer movement i'm curious to know what you guys saw from what i saw i think most of the deer were still heading towards beans um some of them were hitting some acorns but it was mainly mainly the bean is what i saw i'm not sure what them. Yeah, that's uh, about the same thing. Um, and I mean, they Dallas and Blair, they actually glassed up really nice buck in the beans, just chewing there. But man, it 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 was definitely difficult, not an easy hunt. Um, and it it was it we thought it was going to turn around because uh, they started to cut or harvest the corn and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pick the corn. Pick the corn. I'm, I'm not, but um, they they start getting rid of that corn, and there was corn piles like this in the field, and so this Florida boy, you see a corn pile, you know, you're like, oh man, those do it. Side, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm setting up, you know, thinking those deer are going to be coming to that, so I'm setting up a ways away, thinking where they're going to travel to. And the next morning, the thing hasn't even been touched. I'm like, man, how is that even possible? So I, I don't know. Kentucky was a, uh, Kentucky was a different animal. But uh, I mean, Grace and I, we, it was weird. Uh, I think we were probably on more deer than Caden, like under our tree, which I thought was crazy. Um, is that a flex? But I probably, yeah. I mean, I, I probably <laughs> stunk so bad. I, I did the no shower challenge, and so I probably stunk so bad that I kind of scared off all the deer. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities, but every time just something would happen. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to expose anybody, but, uh, no, it was, it was, it was just a series of unfortunate events every night. Um, but it was a, what it was, it was a really good learning lesson. That's what it was. Um, it kind of got to humble us cause we're over there, you know, here and like the first day, the first day dude that shot a 140 he's like oh yeah if y'all hunt for two or three days you'll you'll be killing one for so we're going into it like man like we're confident like you were you confident Kate? i was pretty confident when i heard we were going to kentucky i was like yeah i'm, I'm definitely shooting a buck it's probably second day <laughs> we so was, was kind of thinking that maybe the entire bus would tag out in kentucky yeah we i mean we, yeah. we, were, we were already planned it so it was a very good uh very good humbling experience but um you know saw some good deer um but man yeah it it, it was a it was a ride i, I do think 
y'all did tag out on some some Asian carp there, right? Oh yeah. Oh, oh man. Dude, down. I saw that. That was sweet. Awesome. Had, we had caught it, one with our bare hands. Yeah, we caught one with our bare hands while we were in Kentucky. It was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just flew into the boat I mean, with us. I tell you, one of the hardest things you could ever do is blow gun fish for <laughs> one foot gar. Hey, Cole did Let's it, go. man. Did Let's go. Let's go. Not southern, southern man. Shot a gar with a blow gun. Yeah, it was. Hey, Tim Wells would be proud. There was a Tim Wells Hey, you daggum slocked him. Which I tell you what, I've got my uh, I got my aim up by shooting minutes and like these little tiny baby quail backs with it. And Grayson was there. He's walking shooting these little quail backs. I mean, when I say tiny, I'm talking like three inches. Another flex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, three it's inches isn't that big. small. Come on, boys. Yeah. <laughs> three inches ain't that tiny. Uh, yeah. He's a good swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they were fast, weren't they? <laughs> My God. Oh, yeah. oh man. Uh, what I, I was going to say earlier, though, man, on the cadence thing, is I feel like we, like, we did everything right except for the last 10% of, of like, honestly, like me and Caden did see a couple bucks that like while we were out hunting, I mean, the evenings, but it was like, we'd set up in the wrong tree or maybe we set up in the wrong, even like drainage or just something small would just keep you out of shooting range. I feel like that was that you know, that last 10% is kind of what, kept us from killing a deer um and i do another thing that i i wish i would have thought of while we were doing it but whenever the oaks first start hitting the ground the deer don't like immediately flock to them because they have to build up their like gut bacteria to be able to digest that so you'll see this in like late season if you've ever seen deer that's like real sloshy and like looks like diarrhea it's because their gut bacteria is changing from eating say they've been eating corn or bean or whatever acorns and now they're having to eat on woody browse whenever they're in that transition period um from two different types of forage uh you'll notice they have to change their gut bacteria before they go straight on and what made me think about that was whenever uh whenever we got here to uh georgia the guy whose property um we're staying on he had some feeders and we was walking around talking with him and he was like he puts out this thing called buck muscle on this corn and he was like you can't put it all on there at first or they won't touch it and then when he said that i, I remember something you know that you deer won't like just immediately hop on to something new because they don't have the the gut bacteria to digest it so i do feel like we didn't focus as much on beans as we should have and i felt like we hopped more on the thought process that the oaks were dropping because we had seen oaks dropping and we was hitting a, that maybe a little more than we should have that is a, a reality of hunting farmland, Cole. I'm sure you, uh, I'm sure you get this, especially the places that you hunt. Um, Spoonie, I'm sure. Caden, uh, Dallas may have a little more experience with the farmland than everybody else, but uh, Grayson, I don't know. I, Texas isn't typically covered in corn and beans, from what I've seen in it. Um, no, normally. 
I've never hunted. I've never hunted ag in my life until Nebraska. So like, I hadn't either until the first year I hunted Kentucky, and it was very much a. I mean, it was a it was a shock to me, especially early season. And every year I came back saying I needed to hunt the beans more. I had kind of the same experience you guys did. Like, why wasn't I hunting beans more and using that as a part of my process? So I can definitely I can definitely see where you guys are coming from of like hindsight's twenty twenty. If you ever go back, hunt early season, you'll you'll do it different, right? But man, I can tell you from what I've done in the past there's always just that part of me that's like, man, but the woods look so good. There's big tracks in the woods, and it's, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> was rut hunting in big <laughs> <laughs> And that's, hey, listen, I talked about it in last week. You remember this, Matt? I talked about it in the episode yeah. last week about, like, what kind of areas was I hunting. I was hunting rut funnels. Um, mm-hmm. And specifically because of, in my opinion, what I see happening is a lot of the pressure from squirrel hunters, uh, dove hunters, and deer hunters funnels those deer back to those that security area. And so those, those are going to be the same type places that are going to be on fire during the rut. So, I mean, there there is the one part of you that's like, man, I wish I would have done things a little bit different. Then there's the other part of you that's like, Man, I don't know if I, I'm trying to think, I don't know if I know a single person that killed a buck in Kentucky, like in, in, in that area that we were all hunting. I don't think I know, and I know a lot of people that were hunting it, uh, and I don't think I know anybody that's killed one. So I say that to say, like, don't feel bad. Don't feel too terrible about it. I mean, it's. At the end of the day, we had a great time. Um, we met we met some really cool people. Like there's some guys in camp uh, from Arkansas. Shout out to them if they're listening. And then from South Carolina, I believe yeah. Carolina. South Carolina. Uh, just really good guys. Um, and then uh, you know, Mr. Keith. Keith Sires, yeah. Great guy. Uh, he was on alone season seven, yeah. if anybody's wondering. This man was on alone. I mean, one like traditional archery, like shoots flintlocks. He's the one that uh, had the boat and we went bow fishing. Yeah. With him and his- yeah, I saw that. He is certified in the state of Kentucky. He's a badass. <laughs> <laughs> certified. Check out Brand Shackle, Homestead, and Survive. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool stuff. Awesome yeah. guy, but a redneck with travel tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I actually did watch that season of Alone. I was telling Caden, uh, I think yesterday about it. Like, uh, I didn't realize that this dude was the biologist out there, but I knew he lived around mm-hmm. the area because I remember watching it on that season of Alone. So that's pretty cool. You guys got to hang out with him and uh, and meet oh. him and stuff. Um, so I want to know something. I want to know. Just from each of you guys, we're kind of coming up on time, and we won't even maybe get into Georgia much. We kind of did already just a little bit. Um, but I want to know, like, from each of y'all, y'all can just go around go around the table. What is the one unexpected thing that you've experienced on this, uh, this season so far? Like, the one thing that you can think about is, like, I did not expect that to happen. It can be good or bad or... You know, 
neither. Whatever you guys think it would be best. Uh, so I think we started with Dallas. So Dallas, why don't yep. you just kick us off? Um, expect to see a 1980 Bluebird bus tire blowout um, <laughs> north of Nashville doing 80 mile an hour down the interstate. <laughs> Almost kill a few Almost people. Almost killing two people. Three, three, people. three people. But And on, like, for your listening, uh, we didn't get seen that big on the video, but, like, in reality, it was like, scary. Me and Grayson was held on to each other, like, the scene when the Titanic's going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, Grayson was sitting in front of me, and we were up here, like, on the bench seat in the bus like right beside the driver's seat and the driver's got a seatbelt and Grayson don't have seatbelts. Mm. So Grayson was sitting in front of me. Um, and thankfully, you know, it's got this giant windshield. I mean, it's big enough that, you know, if we'd have ran, if we'd have went, like I it, told Grayson, he'd have been a quadriplegic. I'd have been a paraplegic. <laughs> but, um, but like, he would have cushioned my fall just a little bit. It was scary. Yeah. It, I mean, but anyway, dude, you probably want something hunting related, right? No, it don't matter. I mean, really, y'all are five guys living in a bus. Like, we can talk about hunting a little bit, but the bus is kind of the main. She's the star of the show, yeah. man. I, yeah. So I didn't expect that. I also didn't expect to, like, click so well with a bunch of 19 and 20 year olds when I'm 26. <laughs> oh, thanks, yeah, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Papa yeah. D. So I want to know, like, you guys are, y'all are yeah. all in there together. Like, are y'all looking at this as like a competition or are you looking at it as just a, an experience or is there kind of both? I want to, yeah, I want to touch on that because you say competition, but then Greg said in the video that we all watched, it was like kind of a secretive thing of you want to be the one to complete the challenges and so on and so on. But he wouldn't say why. Yeah, he won't tell us why either. Yeah. Well, hey. Oh, shoot. Oh, oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It ain't just so. We don't want, like, to ruin the brotherhood aspect. Yeah. Like, you can have a little bit, you know, competition and competitiveness in there, but at the end of the day, like, we're not trying to drive each other to where we're trying to be like, oh, I want to beat you. Like, yeah. if at the end of the day. Yeah, that's a great I, attitude. I mean, it'll be sweet, but I, I ain't going for that. Yeah, that's you know, coming from the guy who already killed a 150 on the hunt. So he's like, I mean, we're not really competitive <laughs> he's at like, all. He's like, that game, I shot three-inch menace. I just shoot one 50-inch buck. And what else is everybody else doing? No, all y'all got seed ticks growing on the bus. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to keep it as fun and, like, not – like, trying not to make it a job. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. trying not to – where we feel like our whatever depends on whether or not you're the best hunter on the bus. Because, like, I don't feel like really any of us is better than anyone. I've, we're all at such a young age that really our, I would say, qualifications in the outdoor realm has all been on where we've grown up and who we've known. Like, very much in the learning at, at like, point of our lives. Like, I feel like I've learned something from everybody on this bus so far that I had no clue about before we are on this bus. That's awesome. That's great, man. That's awesome. Was that yours, Cole? I think you were second. 
Is that was that the unexpected uh, thing for you? Unexpected thing for me, I will definitely say. Hmm. Unexpected thing for me. Here, I'm trying to think of the uh, good, good, good. I, obviously, like I didn't expect that we were all going to like just click so well together so fast. Um, and I also did not expect that the first deer we'd kill would be that size. Like I, I, I even said in the video that hunt that evening, I figured me and Dallas was going to smoke a doe. That's what I was going in there after. If, so yeah, like that buck one that came out from eating the most behind that shrub, you might have smoked that doe. Oh yeah, I had, a, <laughs> I had a doe. So when that buck came up, there were three deer. We got to see what two of them was, and we didn't get to see the third one. Third one sounded like a big, big old deer. We it, didn't know what it was. It's probably one eighty. It's probably <laughs> yeah, like you said, probably a good booner or something, something that would keep the haters a little more died down on the YouTube comments. <laughs> but uh, but no. Uh, they, the other two deer bumped that buck I shot up through the only like little shooting lane I had. Like I said, this stand had been there a while. There was really only like one actual shooting lane up there, and the deer never even got near it. I shot that deer through like treetops-ish. Like it was like a little bit of a clearing, but like there was some sticks that very easily. Jesus took the wheel of that arrow. I will say that. The only thing that killed that deer um, and kept me safe. We've all had that. One, one more thing, just to clarify so we can move on yeah. about this hunt, is maybe the video didn't like show it, but it was private ground that we had stopped a farmer that was in his cornfield to ask if we could hunt it, and he gave us permission on. That is why there were set stands that he gave us to hunt. Yeah. So it wasn't. At least it wasn't us going on public land and stealing somebody's stand to sit in. It was something we went out and worked for and gained access to this piece of ground. And it's not like this stand was all dolled up and whatever. <laughs> yeah. It was literally grown into the tree. Like You, you, know? didn't, you didn't have your bow hanger already screwed in, ready to go with your, your tether already hung? So, so, you look in the video, I'd hung my bow off of a limb that had been broken off. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I, I loved it in that video when y'all called the landowner after y'all got him. It was like 11 o'clock at night. Woke him up. Yeah, Dude, yeah he, that he was, was just great. Excited, just excited. Yeah, so, Greg, you hear him in the video go say, uh, you probably woke him up. Well, actually, he was going catfishing. Yeah, yeah he was out entire night and came after he done catfishing. He came to the campsite at like, yeah, like 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning to come see the deer. That's awesome. So he was. I'm, shout out to Mr. Alvers out there. If you're hearing this, uh, you're a, one hell of a man, and he's really been like the just the the hospitality and the help that he gave us there in Nebraska is. I mean, to me, it's unmatched from anything I've ever seen in the outdoor realm. Like he really went above and beyond. That's awesome. So, That's really cool to hear. Anyway, up in Nebraska. Where was we at? Now it's Grayson's turn. Yeah, so, uh, well, I will say, you know, um, coming from Northeast Texas, I, uh, I'm be honest, uh, this, this tour was my first time hunting public land. Um, you know, I've, I've grown up, I've grown up, uh, private land hunting, uh, hunting, um, sorry, we're having some air conditioning issues. Um, it's about 
We are in a Yeah, it's, we, 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 crazy. we turned off the AC, and it's a steel bus, and it's 95 degrees outside. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, hunt, hunting primarily over cornfields and stuff, you know, just uh, doing habitat management at our at our private property and stuff, not necessarily going out on, like, the public land grind. I've never done that in my life. And um, I, I expected it was going to be hard, but I did not expect it was going to be uh, as hard as it actually was. Um, I, I will say uh, I have quickly developed a new love for this. This type of hunting is totally different from what I'm used to. Um, there in the beginning, it was it was tough. We were putting on miles, and it was hot in Nebraska, and there was bugs and everything. Um, but, uh, you know, like being able to hunt, being the hunter here again in uh, uh, Georgia, has um really been like super cool and i really feel like i've kind of hit my stride uh i've picked up more than i could ever imagine i would pick up in these three weeks from all these guys who are a lot more experienced in this kind of stuff than i am i don't even say that well you have more big bucks than anybody on the bus okay well i, I don't know about let's, that let's but try to put that out there anyway i've picked up a crap ton of knowledge from these guys and uh, i'm i'm definitely uh really enjoying this type of hunting and i'm 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 hooked for life so uh yeah that was super unexpected um but i couldn't have wished for anything better from this from this first few weeks of this sport that's cool to hear man i'm and i feel that i feel where you're coming from because i was raised the same way of like this is the way the hunting culture in texas is just it's so stinking different um not just public land private land just the just hunting in general is just different so um that's cool and and when you look at it you've hunted for three weeks straight basically and for a lot of people as far as like number of days that's like a full year of experience of hunting that you've got to do for most people's schedule most guys are hunting saturday and sunday um maybe just saturday not a lot of days a week and so you're getting that full experience dude and i I think it's going to be cool to watch uh because i didn't know that about you i didn't know that you hadn't uh, done the public land thing before so that's it's going to be really cool with that knowledge to now watch how you progress throughout the season and uh i'm glad you said that i I think a lot of listeners are going to enjoy watching that that progression through your uh through your stuff so um go ahead no, that, that, that was all. Yeah, just for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for that. If, if anyone, you know, if I can help anyone out there that, that relates to me, uh, you know, that I won't call it a struggle, but just that, that experience, that's super cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked about that. Fantastic. I don't even know who's next. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Caden, I'm, um, I'm, I'm kind of with the other guys, the, the buck tire blown out that was super unexpected i got to to watch from behind thankfully in the truck i didn't have to be on the bus for that that was kind of scary to watch um and then another super unexpected thing again was the it's already been said but the buck freaking stud coal shot <laughs> that was a team effort there buddy that was very much not one person I'm pretty sure everybody felt that, that was unexpected to such a big deer to die on the, the first deer of the tour. Um, I guess something new would be um, boys that don't use pemethrin. <laughs> that sea tick deal was all on them. Cause I told them, I sprayed all my stuff down and was like, I, yeah, I need to put pemethrin on. And they're like, yeah, I think we're good. And then they're covered in hundreds of ticks. 
We was just trying to avoid having cancer or like some kind of crazy wild um, like roundup related illness later on in life. <laughs> or, or, or potentially growing. I was just about to say, you chance that, but then it's like you could possibly never eat red meat for the rest of your life. Yeah. No, it's not you can't eat it. You just ain't going to enjoy it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sea ticks yeah, suck. So they say, they specifically uh, suck um, between your legs. I'm telling you, I don't know if you guys had to deal with that, but when you get a sea oh, tick yeah. down there, oh. or, or 47 of them, it is a... It's a rough time, and I don't want to hear about you guys like getting them off each other either. If that's where y'all are going, we look like the chimpanzees at the zoo. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Brad Paisley song. I'd sure like to check you for ticks. <laughs> After three weeks in a bunch with a in a bus with a bunch of dudes, that might be a, an exciting time. Oh yeah, no honestly. He said the no. testosterone was pretty high. <laughs> Dude, there's so many different directions to go here that I feel like we probably shouldn't go to any down any of these trails. Um, but yes, use permethrin. Permethrin is a good thing. It is, um, it is from the Lord. So, um, passing right, here. All right, uh, final one. Um, you know, I'd, I'd say the most unex or one of the most unexpected things for me was being camp host first. Um, it kind of worked out pretty good just with my position in on hunting. But man, I'm not sure if y'all have tried it, but sitting in a bus with nothing, I mean, nothing to do and no vehicle for two weeks is real old, real fast in Nebraska. There's not much to do in Nebraska. So, uh, Hey, you crushed those burpees, though, didn't you? Bur burpees and pull-ups, was it? Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, I, I, I actually I got to do a lot of running. I uh, got to do a lot of uh, exercises and uh, finish that challenge. So that was pretty fun. And I actually I uh, found the river right next to us, so I got to do some catfishing, uh, set some set lines there, and uh, got to have a little fish fry. But do, do some of that. But uh, that was definitely uh, kind of driving me nuts for that long because these boys are out you know they're hunting and i'm sitting back and having to hear the stories and be like man i want i want to keep my boots dirty like let's go let's do it um so that was definitely hard and i'd say um the other thing and i had another thing but well now i forgot it doggone it <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a pass you've been you've been grinding hard for three weeks we'll give you a pass on this yeah one. I'll, I'll probably remember it later tonight and I'll be aggravated. But uh, I'm actually going to flip the script on y'all, and I got a question for y'all. So what do y'all, as the viewers, what do you want to see from us? Do you want to see more camp life? Do you want to see uh, more fights? Should we get boxing gloves? Like, as a viewer, what would you like to see? Yes. We're taking bets on who yes, would win because let's we, go ahead and start betting. Yeah, we would uh, We would all enjoy seeing more fights. I think that would make things a little more entertaining. But, um, nah. man, Matt, what do you think? You got anything um, that you just haven't gotten to see? I guess we could talk, you know, I feel like y'all's personal relationships with your camera guy and your hunter uh, is a pretty, pretty intense. Y'all have done a good job of showing that, kind of talking and 
kind of relating on hey what what should we do here and there um i guess i would i would want to see more like talk about the setup you're in um like in that once you get to your setup kind of explain why you were there and from from even like hunting back home like hey i I hunt at home because of this and i'm relating that to this area because of this kind of deal um I, i think that would be something cool to see of why why you're hunting that certain area not just because you not just because you saw a deer there scouting but like if there's a ditch or a creek crossing or something along those aspects. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think to, else? to that point, um, I, this is new for me because I didn't, I guess I didn't, I don't know, Grayson, if you said it before, uh, and I just didn't hear it in a video previously, I really would like to see that progression as a public land hunter. I would like to see that in more detail now that I know that that's the case. Um, So Grayson, like with what Matt's talking about, I would like to see you doing what he's saying and then watch how you change your mindset throughout the season. I think that would be a really cool aspect to see. And um, first off, I think it's pretty dope that you're, that you are pretty forthcoming about it because most people in this, day and age of YouTube and podcasting and it's easier to create content than ever before. And a lot of people can see it. Everybody kind of wants to act like the expert. And I think it's cool to see people that are like, I'm not, but I'm learning and, and kind of watch how that progression goes. So that is definitely one thing that I would like to see more of. And then also, uh, I know we were just joking about the drama, but I would like to see more of y'all's like interactions on the bus, like, um, just sitting around, you know, and kind of how you guys are breaking down your day and hearing the things that y'all are learning from state to state. Uh, I think that would be something that I'd like to see. Yeah. Like a conversation of who's going where and kind of deal. Cause, and then also like, I know y'all have a truck, um, so you can move. So you can talk, go into like, Hey, me and Hunter one and Hunter and cameraman one are going in the truck and how y'all are getting around. Uh, that, that would also be pretty cool to see. I would love to see that bus parked in the parking spot of a WMA just once. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. No, <laughs> no. It, it takes a, it takes a considerable amount of time and effort to move this bus. Uh, so I, I will, I don't know this shouldn't be spoiling anything, but I, I will say when we went back through Tennessee, we were fortunate enough to be able to pick up, my truck because we learned in our first two states that having one truck and that's your only vehicle with two hunters um and a camp host that needs to do stuff like a camp host will need to go get wi-fi or upload videos or something it is it's challenging so we do actually now have two trucks with us at all times which is just that has been so nice um back to driving the bus being that i'm 26 i'm the only hunter that's eligible to be on the insurance because I'm old enough and our bus driver flew home to see his family for the week. So this bus is not going anywhere <laughs> until he flies back in because I don't really want to drive. So I actually, I remembered uh, that second part. Uh, one of the things that really surprised me on this trip is in a uh, Cole mentioned it was the hospitality. Um, we, we've met some really great people, like literal strangers. 
and they'll they'll either see the bus or, or uh, they'll just see the truck or they'll see us and just start talking to us and they're like hey man uh, we love what we're, you're doing like we wish we could do that like how can we help you and uh, just connections in a place where you don't have anybody that you know uh, like for instance here we don't have showers here so we got connected with somebody that has access to showers and it's like not that big of a deal, but it's really, really cool getting to see uh, the connections and the bonds that are made uh, just through something as simple as hunting. Like, Heck it's yeah. hunting, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's a bond that brings us all together. So that that was one of the really cool uh, things that I've seen. But told you I'd remember. Heck yeah. That's awesome. So I don't even think this is anything you could do better. I just think it's a good reminder, just kind of encouraging to you guys, um, especially after watching the first video and just keeping up with everything. I mean, I think because nobody knows what's going on behind the scenes, really. Nobody really knows everything that you guys go through unless you're there. But I would just say I'm reminded of um, Jonathan Moreland. He's the he holds a state record for the art, the longbow kill in arkansas mm -hmm. that dude is just as real as it gets and you see that and i was just gonna let you guys know too um people love when people are transparent people love when people are open and honest about things and so just letting people see like that side of whether that's a failure whether that's success whether that's like parker was saying um, disagreements between you guys as buddies, whatever that is, just being as real as you can be and not being afraid of what people are saying about that. And I, I, I think um, you guys, like each of you are are there for a reason. So um, each person is going to have different personality. Each person is going to have different thing to bring to the table. So everybody wants to see that, including myself. For sure. Gotcha. Well, we, the uh the feedback we uh obviously we can't get it for the next video but we'll be uh we'll be working on that and trying to implement that for y'all because yeah we're here to a lot of transparency yeah <laughs> there's oh, gonna yeah. be some yeah. transparent yeah, we, we appreciate it. transparent to a fault would you say i Sometimes. said there's there's a lot of trans georgia i feel like i'm pretty honest oh. i mean <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> There's nothing like the moment where you realize you're not as good as you thought you were. Uh, it, and it happens. <laughs> I feel like it happens to me every single year where I'm like, man, I was so confident. I, I really thought I knew what I was doing. And I don't. <laughs> it will, it'll happen again for us this year. Yeah. I'm like next time I deer hunt, I'll be like, yeah, I that's like every year. Worst, worst deer hunter in the world. <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, again, thank you so much for coming on the show uh, and talking with us. I know everybody's going to really enjoy this conversation. And it is considerably late. I mean, I feel bad for the guy who's hunting with Caden tomorrow because uh, apparently he likes to get up early, and it's pretty late right now. So you guys need to get your beauty rest. Uh, go out and, and uh, kill a good buck tomorrow. That's what I want to see. Or, or big fat doe. Yeah. yeah. Hey, dude. If I shoot a big buck out of pond, I am going to be ecstatic. If yeah. I shoot a buck, great. I know about being excited we'll about get one. some does. Man, those. What's that? I, I know what it's like to be excited about some does. I do love that. Oh, that is, you know what? I take it back. If I had to take, if I had to tell you to do one thing different, 
shoot more does. That's what I want to see. I want to see you guys just wear out the doe population. Well, lucky for you in Georgia, we have uh, get 10 does and two bucks. We just got two 10 does. Yeah. <laughs> and two bucks. Yeah, or have them not blow at us, but yeah, you'll get that. Don't worry. Heck yeah. Well, guys, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for inviting oh, us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. And as always, a big shout out to all of our partners. That's Go Wild, Tethered, Spartan Forge, and Six Day Grind Coffee Company. You can keep up with Southern Ground Hunting by following us on Facebook or Instagram or subscribing to the YouTube channel. And you can be sure to check us out at southerngroundhunting.com to pick up some of our merch, read some blog articles, and all that good stuff. I truly hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll see you here again next week. Remember that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We will talk to you next week.